it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, Maze and Blue faithful, to another episode of the Victor's Valiant Podcast here on SB Nation's Maze and Brew. My name is Vaughn Lozon. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Join me today. As always, my co-host Trevor Woods. You can follow him on Twitter at Woods Football. And Trevor, how are you doing today after Big Ten Media Days last week? And uh, your uh, own trip of Chicago is what I've been told. Yeah, it, it was a good time. Met a lot of good journalists, you know, rubbing shoulders with the right people. And uh, a lot of Michigan State, Ohio State reporters there. But everybody played nice. Everybody got along. Uh, so that's always good to see. And then I got got a little insights, a little, little quotes from Harbaugh and stuff about the defensive line, which is what we're going to talk about today. So, yeah, amp for the season. Yeah, I, absolutely. We are getting closer and closer with each and every day. Uh, go go check out all of Trevor's content from Big Ten Media Day at mazenbrew.com. We got all of that stuff up there right now. And uh, like you alluded to, Trevor, today in our depth chart preview, defensive line, we're starting off the defense with uh, arguably the strongest unit of the entire team, not just the defense, but the entire squad, a defensive line, this is going to be, um, in my opinion, the strength of this team in 2018. It was the strength of the team a season ago, and when you get guys like Rashawn Gary returning, you get Chase Winovich back for his final season. You get another uh, year with five-star defensive tackle Aubrey Solomon, and uh, uh, even some guys in training camp that are turning some heads that you wouldn't really have expected to. If they're able to come in 
and, uh, and you know, put on the pads and, and play up to their abilities. And and uh, a guy that we'll talk about in a second, Michael Wumfor, is a guy that has been talked about quite heavily uh, in the spring leading to fall camp. Everyone is raving about him, how he's getting better, how he's getting stronger, and how he has a, a really similar first quick step to uh, – uh, a former Wolverine that just got drafted in the NFL, Maurice Hurst. Um, so I guess we'll just start there, Trevor. Uh, what are you really hearing about Michael Dwum for? And uh, do you think he can uh, kind of fill in those uh, uh, huge shoes to fill? I do. That's definitely going to be hard shoes to fill. Uh, Maurice Hurst, he was one of the best interior linemen not only in the country, but in the history of Michigan football. He, he really was that good, that disruptive, whether it was against the running game or wreaking havoc on quarterbacks. He was just a dominant man. And the thing is, Harbaugh, he called Michael Drum for one of the top risers of spring. And that, that's really not a surprise. He, 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 he was a pretty highly touted recruit and, uh, yeah, when Harbaugh calls somebody Mo Hurst like, I, I I don't think he would say that lightly. Uh, that that's high praise, and that would be a disservice to Maurice Hurst if he wasn't Mo Hurst like. So, uh, and even Mo Hurst in the off season after his tenure with Michigan was done, he said some good things about Drum Four. Drum Four, he's six foot two, three hundred pounds. He was from New Jersey. He did become part of the defensive tackle rotation late last year. And uh, really, you saw a big leap in him as far as what the coaches were saying and everything else during the bowl preparation, that month between uh, no football and the Outback Bowl. So Harbaugh said that Dunford is probably the number one guy in that position uh, right now, and he's having a really great spring. So... Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a, a steep drop-off. He, maybe he won't be Mohurst, but he, he'll definitely be a standout, in my opinion, for Michigan's defense. I, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I think just given uh, you know the track record of Michigan's defense, especially the defensive line since uh, Greg Madison's been back, um, you know, these, these guys are ready to play. These guys are big. These guys are physical. They're strong. Um, Greg Madison prepares and plays the best defensive lineman in the country um, day in and day out, and I think Tuam Ford definitely has that capability. Uh, only played in nine games last year, only had four tackles. He had half a sack and uh, a tackle for loss. Um, so not a whole lot to work with there. But if you're getting compared to Mohurst, like you said, I mean, that's a – it's a pretty good comparison, man. He was, like you said, the best defense interior defensive lineman in the country last year, and he is up there with the greats of Michigan football as far as uh, interior defensive linemen go. Um, a couple guys that do return, unlike Maurice Hurst, obviously Rashawn Gary's back for probably his final season. As a Michigan Wolverine, he'll probably get picked really high in the NFL draft next year. And Chase Winovich was uh, good news to receive – uh, early in the off season that he would be coming back for his fifth year, his uh, final season as a Michigan Wolverine. And uh, Rashawn Gary, he was uh, being interviewed probably a couple months ago at this point, said uh, 
when Chase made his decision, he texted Rashawn Gary and told him that he wanted to come back and he couldn't leave his legacy uh, uh, kind of the way that the season ended with with three straight losses to Wisconsin, to Ohio State, and to South Carolina in that Outback Bowl. And obviously Gary was excited saying that uh, he, he wants to be the best uh, defensive end duo win of it in the country this season. Trevor, do you think that that is going to happen? Do you think that they will be the best defensive end duo in the country? Because if I'm being straight with you, I think it's absolutely possible. And I think. Yeah. You know, I, I don't always try to blow, blow smoke up people's butts and all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to anything, Michigan sports, I try to be objective and just looking at what those guys have to offer their skill set, their motors, their heart, their football IQ, their leadership abilities. They're so complimentary to one another. I definitely think they're going to be one of the best, one of the top three duos, anchors in the the entire collegiate ranks, if not the best. Now, Winovich coming back is huge. I, I think that's just such a wise decision on his part. He would have been a mid-round draft prospect last year now he really has a chance to go late round one even round two but definitely way way higher up Winovich just coming back under the tutelage of Greg Madison Don Brown these guys last year Winovich and Gary they combined for a whopping 30.5 tackles for loss 14 sacks three forced fumbles they, they, they they're so complimentary to one another I talked to Fox Sports analyst Robert Smith, uh, former Ohio State Buckeye, who's a pretty objective analyst, and he said about the defense how dangerous Winovich and Gary are uh, for that defense because if you're going to try to double up one of them and create some some different schematics to double a guy, that then that's going to leave a one-on-one matchup for sure against either Gary or Winovich. So, so you really can't do that, and it makes them so much harder to game plan against the Michigan defense, just having those two guys on the line. And I, I just can't say good enough things about them. Uh, they're, they're a bit different in how they play the game and the position. Winovich, he, he has a little bit more speed, uh, but don't let his size fool you. He's not, not a, a small guy by any means, but he, he just is all about angles and arm trajectory and really gets a good burst off the line and good power with it. Gary, he's just a powerhouse. He, he can really do anything, bull rush, you name it. Uh, and, yeah, as I said, you can't say good enough things about these guys, so I'll let you say a few good things or whatever you'd like about them. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there you could go on and on and on about Rashawn Gary and Chase Winovich. I mean, we could probably talk this entire podcast just about those two guys and what they mean to this program, what they mean to the defense what they mean to this upcoming season, uh, it's absolutely huge. And like like you kind of said, Chase Winovich coming back uh, was a smart move on his part. He probably wouldn't have been drafted too high in the NFL. I I think the NFL teams are going to want to draft him as kind of like a a, a Vaughn Miller, kind of an outside linebacker, uh, passing specialist kind of guy. And you saw a little bit of that at the end of, Last season, they they did that a little bit in the Outback Bowl with Winovich, um, uh, likely on purpose to try to get some film of him 
um, as an outside linebacker. Um, but both these guys are beasts. They're obviously going to be hungry after the way that last season ended. Obviously, Winovich, with the reason for him returning, is going to be hungry. His fifth and final season. And uh, Rashawn Gary is not going to want him to go out on a note that he almost went out on at the end of uh, last season. So another guy that I'm really high on, I've been high on him uh, ever since I, I really first saw him in a Michigan uniform last season was Aubrey Solomon. He was a true freshman last year, played in all 13 games, had uh, two tackles for loss, didn't record a sack, but he had 18 total tackles. Um, I think his presence is really going to be um, a lot more out there this season. Um, I, I kind of think that uh, him and Dwumfor are going to get most of the uh, playing time on the interior. I think Brian Monet is kind of going to fade out of rotation a little bit. Um, Monet's another guy that played all 13 games, only had 10 tackles. So by the time that the season was over, Aubrey Sullivan already recorded um, uh, more tackles than him. And uh, it, just increasing playing time with Sullivan. Um, he had a lot of time in the Wisconsin game. Had a lot of time in the garbage time in the early part of the season. I really like what I see out of him. I think he's going to be a beast. Um, you know, with the strength and conditioning staff getting an overhaul, with the uh, uh, nutrition program getting an overhaul, I think a lot of these guys are going to uh, really benefit from that. I know that you were at Big Ten Media Days. You said Higdon looked really strong. Even uh, Tyree Kinnell, who has looked stronger. And uh, I would imagine that a guy like Aubrey Solomon would reap the benefits of all of this. Um, so what do you think about my take on that? Do you think Solomon will kind of overtake Brian Monet in that spot on the interior? Or do you think it'll be a little bit more split uh, since this will be Monet's final season? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think Harbaugh is going to go Madison, Brown, all of them going to go with whoever gives Michigan the best chance on a given down to succeed. And just the ceiling is so much higher with Solomon. I believe that Monet is definitely good depth, a good locker room guy to where even I'm sure he can answer some questions for guys like Solomon. But as far as skill sets concerned and attributes, I believe Solomon's too, even to this point, to be higher Monet, he he was you know highly touted himself. People thought you know he he'd do better than he has at this point in his career. Uh, he's also had a small handful of injuries, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a 50-50 split. We'll see, of course, but no, I, I'm definitely with you on that. And as far as the bolstering of strength along the defensive line, Harbo actually said something about that. He said at this point in the year, late July, the first thing he pays attention to to the Lions, the offensive line and the defensive line. How are they doing? How are they gelling? Uh, how do they look physically? And then Harbaugh started talking about the strength and conditioning coaches, the new ones brought in, and there's a new nutritionist as well. So that's a big deal. And uh, Harbaugh likes what he sees. He believes they're not only the Lions, but just the whole team in general is faster, stronger. So uh, that should bode well for the defensive line, uh, which wasn't a problem last year. You know, it was a good one, but uh, continuity is key and improvement's key as well. So if they could be just as good or better, then that'll bode well for Michigan's success this season. No doubt, Trevor, no doubt. And uh, uh, skipping ahead here a little bit, 
to some of the under-the-radar guys, perhaps, uh, that didn't really get to see a whole lot of playing time last season. But I'm really high on these two guys in particular. I want to start with um, Pei. was a, a true freshman last year, played nine games, uh, recorded a sack by the time it was all said and done, had three tackles in that Penn State game, and a half a sack as well. Um, you know, really looked like a guy that <laughs> I mean, he was re- he was uh, recruited by Don Brown. Um, he he's from that area that Don Brown grew up in and and really knows football players incredibly well. Uh, he was a three-star guy, uh, really under-recruited, under-ranked, and uh, he looks to be the part of uh, you know another defensive end pass rusher that could really be one of Michigan's up-and-coming um, sack leaders, not in this upcoming season, but uh, perhaps in uh, 2019. I, I really like what I saw out of him. He's 6'4", 241. Like I said, he's from, he's from uh, the Northeast. He's from Rhode Island, um, another Don Brown guy. And uh, I really like the potential out of him. Another guy that we didn't see at all last season took a red shirt uh, due to injury was Luigi Villain, another 6'4 defensive end. He's from Ontario, actually. Uh, listed as 242. He's from this, uh, uh, originally from Virginia. Um, played his high school ball in Virginia and um, you know, was a really highly ranked recruit. He was a high four-star. Um, uh, as, as a senior, he had eight sacks, had 45 total tackles, uh, had a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, this is just another guy that uh, give Don Brown these these pass rushing specialists and um, these, these uh, tall, lengthy pass rushing specialist, and, and you're really going to get uh, uh, quite a bit to handful if you're a quarterback or an offensive lineman. Um, <clears throat> Trevor, have you seen anything uh, from Luigi Villain at all, or uh, uh, or if you remember anything about Quiddy Pay from last season, uh, uh, what do you think about any of these guys that I've mentioned? Uh, not, not a lot. I mean, I, I really – think you summed it up well uh you give these guys uh, don brown that is some specialists with length and go from there uh so i believe in don brown's ability to coach guys like these up who already have had success in high school and it, it, it just it doesn't really matter it seems who they bring in in this era that the michigan defensive line there's going to have some good depth. There's going to be rotational players that come in each year that you really don't know much about. And then, boom, there's going to be some element of success to spell these starters. So, uh, yeah, I, I think things look good on all fronts from top to bottom to a certain degree. But I, I think that the depth uh, pretty good, but uh, it's just so darn strong. The names you, you really only hear about are. Yeah, and real quick because we're running out of time, want to hit on these uh, 2018 recruits, the uh, incoming freshman class. Aiden Hutchinson, he is obviously the son of former Wolverine Steve Hutchinson, um, a legacy recruit. He's six six, two sixty, so another lengthy defensive end on Brown to work with. Uh, another guy uh, that is coming in, Taylor Upshaw, six five, two forty. Now, again, another lengthy defensive end. Uh, he actually uh, came in 
uh, same time as Joe Milton and Mel Sims early there uh, in uh, December or January uh, if, uh, after they signed early. And uh, lastly, Julius Welsh, Welshov, I think is how you pronounce it, another 6'6 guy. He's 248. Uh, he's from Germany, uh, a guy that Craig Madison heavily recruited. He was originally um, – I think he was originally committed to Georgia Tech – but uh, ended up flipping last second to Michigan after they extended the scholarship. So again, I, you, you see the the route that Don Brown and uh, Greg Madison are going with their defensive linemen. They're looking for length, and uh, obviously they're looking to bulk these guys up. They're already pretty strong, um, but obviously this guy's the limit for all these guys. Um, so I think that's where we're going to end it here. Defensive line obviously is a huge strength of the team. I expect it to be uh, a huge strength again in 2018 and beyond pretty much whenever Greg Madison and Don Brown decide to leave is when I will lose some faith in uh, uh, Michigan's ability to uh, develop defensive linemen. But even after that, I think uh, they would still be in good hands with whoever they got. So Trevor, thank you for joining me as always, bud. Always good talking uh, Michigan football with you. And uh, we'll be back next week to preview another position on Michigan's defensive depth chart for 2018. For Trevor, I am Vaughn. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Blue.